hello, hello, hello. My name's Adam, and this is the Out of Bounds Podcast, and we have a wonderful episode today with Veronica Bell Paulson, and we're going to get right into it today. We're kind of changing some stuff up. I'm going to be way quicker about these intros and kind of dive right into the episode because they're getting longer, they're getting better, and you don't need to hear me blab on about stuff that doesn't matter, but... Before we jump into that episode, I just wanted to tell you, Cannon Mountain is, is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds Podcast and the Out of Collective. We will be at Cannon 80s Day in about two weeks. Uh, it's Saturday, March, I always, March 18th, um, March 25th. Ethan is like feeding me the wrong information in the background here. Um, it's March 25th, so we'll see you there. Get your best 80s gear on, and uh, let's go have a good time. It's it's like the best party that Cannon puts on all year long. Um, and then they have the pond skim in a couple weeks following that. So we will see you at Cannon 80s Day in Franconia, New Hampshire. And if not, I'll be really sad. Next, we have Fisher Skis. Fisher makes the best alpine ski equipment that is available right now. Uh, if you are looking to get yourself a new pair of sticks at the end of the season, it is a great time to go and buy a new pair of Fisher Rangers or find yourself a new boot. Uh, keep an eye out. There will be tons of new boots uh, dropping shortly. There's also some new Transalp skis that will be available in limited quantities uh, in the immediate future. So if you're looking for new skis like the future stuff, that'll be coming soon. If you're looking for the current year stuff, all of that stuff will be available and available on sale to you uh, at fishersports.com or at your local retailer. I would check your local retailer first um, because they're more likely to have a, have some deals going on, especially for the spring, especially if you're looking to get a binding combo with it. Um, I know we are. So uh, without further ado, here's Veronica Bell Paulson. My name is Veronica Paulson. I'm a professional big mountain skier in Jackson. <laughs> um, this part's so weird in person, right? You're like you're like telling me, but you're not telling me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've skied my whole life. I grew up doing bumps and moved out here and did some big mountain comps, and then kind of snuck onto the kings and queens in the film scene. Sick. Where where was home originally? Um, Bay Area, California. Oh, sick. Okay, yeah. cool. It's a big switch up. Yeah. Well, not really, because I grew up skiing Palisades. Okay. Which right. is like similar vibe to here. Okay, cool. Um, one over the other. Do you like being here more than you like being there? I like being here just because the snow is more consistent. Okay. And yeah, a little less of the crazy Bay Area traffic and all that. Okay, but when it's bad here, yeah, it's really bad here. Like it's. Yeah, right. yeah. I feel like it's fucked when there's not new snow. Like every time that I've skied here and it's been like a groomer day, I'm like, oh my god, like everything's fucking clapped. <laughs> Versus like in California, it's like, oh, it's kind of sunny, it's nice, whatever. I don't, I don't know. That's true. You have more experience with this than I do, so. But we have just, I don't know. We just get, we get the Teton trickle. We get three to five like every day for like months straight. Like, yeah, we have more consistency. How do we feel about the tourist vibe situation here? It's like right now it's fucking like I just paid thirty dollars for a Caesar salad. You know what I mean? Like and that <laughs> yeah. granted that's here on the resort, but like No, that's actually the one tough thing about living here is like going out to eat is ridiculous, rent is ridiculous, like yeah. everything's just marketed towards like the super wealthy tourists, which yeah. is tough when you just want to like chill with your friends. But I don't know. It like kind of prices people out of like existing here at all. Totally. Yeah. It just, it makes it too hard. It's, I was just having this conversation about Bozeman with somebody else downstairs a minute ago. And they're like, yeah, it's like they're trying to do the same thing. And it's like, there's yeah. good and bad to it, right? Like for the town, 
it's great. Like you make the money and like the booming economy, whatever, whatever. But like if you live there and you want to actively live there, it sucks ass. Yeah, it's really hard. I've moved eight times in the last nine years. What? Yeah, I'm serious. Just from like, you know, places selling or yeah. raising rent or like whatever. What's, so, what's rent? You don't have to tell me your rent, but what's rent like here? It's like an average is like 1500 for a bedroom. Okay, for a bedroom. For okay. a bedroom in a house, not for your own apartment. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're willing to like, like still kind of skid along and like live in a house with a bunch of roommates, yeah. you can figure it out. But if you want to like grow <laughs> up, it's tough. Yeah. Like how do you raise a family here? I have no clue. I'm not uh, there yet. <laughs> I, no, I, I, yeah. It, I have it, no clue. Yeah, that seems completely bizarre. But that's like kind of the vibe that most mountain towns are putting out right now. It's like it's, it's, it's starting to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's been happening everywhere, especially post-COVID. It's like because everybody yeah. can just work from home if they want to. Yeah. So then you're seeing all these super rich people just like move into towns. Yeah. Take their places over that they were either renting or being being whatever and just being there full time. Like, yeah. Even That's in what really did it was COVID because it, it was like slowly going up and then over COVID it just like doubled rent everywhere. But you know what people are doing who are trying to like grow up a little bit and raise a family? They're just moving over the past to Victor. Okay. And then they just either ski targi or just drive the pass every day, which that terrifies me. I would not want to drive the pass every day, but you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. That's where you want to be. It's where, yeah. It seems like that's a, there's a lot of people that are out in like Drigs and shit too. It's like, yeah. That's, if that's you're all the way in Drigs, I think you are generally just skiing targi or sled, yeah. sledding. Yeah. Yeah. It must be the move. It's, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the, how that's going to change things, I guess, going forward for, mainly just the workforce right like working here as a mountain town employee is mm -hmm. fucking brutal right now yeah it's like we're seeing it in vermont vermont all the time like you can't find people to work because it doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense you can just i guess like hire j1 employees but it's like that's what they're doing honestly yeah, like but yeah. then what do you because you it's think it'll end because you think they'll have to raise like wages but they won't because they just keep hiring j1 employees is there like a limit on that like or they can just bring in however many they need i honestly have no idea the only thing that's limiting it is like the experienced positions like ski patrol nurses yeah. you know like teachers like they they have yeah. to live somewhere yeah but how how much of your time is actually here now like i mean you're on i'm still bit, right? mostly here to be honest yeah. i only take like a few trips each winter but okay. I'm mostly here. I try to get out in the summer because, believe it or not, the summer tourist vibe is even worse than the winter tourist vibe. Really? It's it gets like three times more crowded. Because, what? Yeah, it's actually it's actually insane. It's because of the national parks. Right. So everyone's coming to the national parks and. No shit. It's like hard to I don't know. Like I used to love the summers here because you you can hike, you can go on the river, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's just harder and harder with all the people so i try to go i'm from california so i try to go home and serve as much as i can yeah and then when i'm in town i just kind of like bust my ass working because the wages are pretty high here so you can make some good money like serving tables and stuff yeah is that what you're doing mostly in the summer like when you no. when you are home are you working working or are you just like doing I am, athlete shit no no i'm working working still i'm trying to get out of that so maybe i need to talk to like some other people figure out how to do that but right now i'm like <laughs> raft guiding and okay cool i was gardening and catering yeah yeah, what does that look like? like? What's the where's the line that you have to get to to be full time year round ski athlete? Like it seems like it's getting harder and harder. Yeah, well, just because inflation, it's like you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah. eat, you know. Gotta eat, and there's so many people that like have contracts f from these brands that aren't really athletes. Like they right. just kind of take out of that, which is like there's good and bad to that. I think like there's a marketability factor that. 
that is important for brands and I understand that, but there's well i think they're just like spreading it out more too it used to be like they each brand would have like five top tier pros that they're paying like a lot and now it's like there's 20 yeah like ambassadors that they're all paying a little bit yeah so it's hard to get that big chunk of change do you think that works like do you think like genuinely do you think like ambassador marketing works I think so, honestly. Like yeah. when I'm skiing around Jackson, I'm definitely noticing like what the rippers are skiing on, you know. So yeah. like if you're giving people who rip free skis, yeah, like that's where it starts. I think. I I think the free skis thing. War. It's funny because like I'm always like get paid. Like, yeah. Do your thing. Like push to actually get a check, and don't take the free shit all the time. But with skis, it's like that's your way in. Yeah. It's like that's your way into a relationship and that's the that's the hardest part because otherwise somebody else is going to take the free shit. Even people right. like in our media group right now are like telling us about like, oh, I got this free stuff, like free stuff. I'm like harping on this brand for this free thing and that free thing. And I'm like, yeah, who the fuck cares? Like, I mean, but, like that's a some people are down with that, you know, like some people yeah. aren't trying to be a pro skier. They just want to shred and get some free sticks, you know, and yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Does that hurt the athlete though? Like, does that hurt people who are striving to actually be a professional? I don't think so, because it's different. Kind of relevant. Yeah. yeah. I think right. they separate that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I have no idea. It's just always a thing that kind of comes up. And especially like the more and more we talk to brands about like what their budgets look like and what, you know, what a situation looks like, what their strategy is from year to year. It's like you're seeing some people, I guess, specialized bike is a great example uh-huh. where like they just cut their entire ambassador program. Yeah. Right. So it's like, where's the, like, did that just not work for them? Was it too much money to just give everybody bikes or give everybody stuff? I think bikes is, I mean, bikes are way more expensive than, so that might, you know, that model might not work for everyone. And the, and the margin sucks ass, you know, like that's the thing in the bike industry skis a little better than that, but, and it's cheaper for sure. But it's, uh, it's just so seasonal and like the season feels like it's getting shorter and shorter every year. And I think here, yeah it's a little less impacted. Like in new England, it's like our season now is like three months. Yeah. Like it's basically like November, there was no snow. December, we got like a week of snow and then it was 60. And like, it used to be cold and snowy. And like now it's consistently like you get like maybe early January through March Mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like it's just too short of a season and it's like harder and harder to make it work. It is tough. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think you kind of have to rely less on like pow skiing being your niche yeah. and maybe get into mountaineering and stuff like that, you know, because that's going to be there for a little longer. Yeah, for sure. Is that a move for you? Is that a jump that you kind of want to make? Maybe. I'm like just starting to get more comfortable in like exposed somebody terrain because it is pretty spooky, especially out here in the Tetons. It gets like pretty real deal pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's something I want to get better at, at least to be like comfortable enough to just like know how to repel into a line and set up an yeah. anchor and like all that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting part of it. And it, it does seem like, it, it seems like that's where a lot of people are just kind of jumping into. Like, and everybody's yeah. kind of trying to prepare themselves in the event that that like is a later <laughs> part of their career. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, honestly, like as you get older, like your body just doesn't want to huck as much. So yeah. <laughs> you yeah. kind of just move into the uphill stuff naturally. Yeah. Well, that's kind of an easy transition, I guess. Speaking of hucking into stuff, um, how, how was <laughs> yesterday? How do you feel today? Like, tell me a little bit about it. This is your second time competing, third time competing in Corbett's? This is my fifth time competing. Fifth? <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I've done all of the years except for last year. Really? Yeah. 
Well, Jesus fuck. That's like <laughs> it's I it's funny. I actually yesterday they were like, Oh yeah, it's whatever rendition and I was like, in my head it's like this is the third rendition. But I guess the this last couple years uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Like yeah. I'm now I'm realizing that and I'm just like, Holy shit. It's yeah. uh it's fucking crazy. So how do you feel, first of all? Like how are you feeling today post event? <laughs> I'm sore. Yeah. But I feel good. I'm happy with what I did and stuff. I'm just Yeah. Yeah. You hadn't landed a double. You hadn't put a double defeat (laughs) until yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, I just want to, (laughs) okay, I want to explain a little bit because I don't, like, want people just, like, hucking their first dubs off something psycho. Um, I've been, like, (laughs) training them at water ramps and on trampoline for, like, years. I've been, like, wanting to do it for years and then just, like, never really was like gunning for it. I was like, oh, when it happens, it'll happen. Right. And it just never did until I was like, holy shit, Kings and Queens is next week. I have to start doing doubles now. So last week you were like, we're going to turn it on for that. Like that was your. Yeah. I like secretly told someone this summer that I was thinking about doing a dub into Corbett's and then winter was rolling around and I like hadn't done a dub and I was like kind of hoping they forgot and yeah. they just kept hounding me and they were like, encouraging me and telling me to do it so yeah yeah, finally what what was the feeling like i mean we were on the lip yesterday and like it seemed like everybody was like kind of stressing like everybody's like pretty serious and obviously like you're up there you're looking at the exposure you're looking at the lines you're building the jump and you're Mm -hmm. like this is a lot like we x and i were talking about it we're like we're fucking stressed before (laughs) you got like being it's it's funny to be media up there because you're like, I don't want to be in the way, but it's funny to watch other media be there. And you're like, get the fuck out of the way, dude. Like, what are yeah, you doing? There were some people walking over my jump over and over. I dude, I don't even, people. I don't want to fucking call this guy out, but he was driving me nuts. He was driving everybody I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Fucking but... blue boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Tendi with us was like, dude, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, why are you doing that? Like it's the priority is the athlete. Like who the fuck cares about your little clip? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you can get it from anywhere. <laughs> You don't need to be in their ass to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so. I bad. felt this was because I think the first few years I was like a little more shy and I like wasn't telling people whatever. <laughs> but this year I was like, get off my lip, <laughs> give me some space, like move. That's what you should do, though. You have to say something. Yeah. I, I like listened to Carl yelling at him, and I'm like, dude, this is the third person I've listened to. Yeah. Yell at somebody for being in the way, and it's like, why? We shouldn't even have to say this. No, I think they just need to like train media a little harder and be like, there's no training. Really? They didn't even have a meeting with you guys? No. Oh. No. Yeah, that needs to happen. No. There our, needs to be a one, yeah. even a 15-minute meeting. Like, hey, don't walk on lips. Don't yeah. get in their way. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, to be up there is, like, crazy enough for us. Like, I'm like, oh, dude, we just need to be out of the way. But, like, Hendy, the guy that, like, set everything up for us from Meteorite, he gave us, like, a quick run. Like, look, just the goal is to be out of the way. But not every media that's up there is from – there was no general media – <laughs> that's actually wild to me i really thought there was no <laughs> no there was nothing we got no heads up no don't do this Dang. don't do that like we got basically the same rundown that you guys got at 9 a.m yeah that was what we got like if you don't need to be there don't be there yeah and like that was it and even at the bottom like when i was down at the bottom you're just in you right. just go wherever you want there's no like be here but don't be here like i could have stood in the landing <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and no one, like, someone I mean, someone would have said something yeah. for sure, yeah, obviously, yeah. but like. The bottom's yeah. fine, I think. I don't mind people in the finished corral, whatever, but like the top's a little more. Yeah, you're, yeah. that's the most anxious you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's serious shit. It's like people get hurt doing that. And it's like, it, 
you can't there's no reason to even be in someone's headspace at that point yeah like it's just too much and same homeboy got yelled at at the bottom too it's like how do you go from the top and then get yelled at at the top and then get yelled up at like he's uh, trying his clips dog dude that guy could suck my ass um it's <laughs> the worst um it what was the feeling like as you're building up to it and was there like a doubt to you that you were gonna throw it did you have a backup um yeah my backup was always to just do a single yeah or like maybe the west wall or something yeah like i i loved piper's line on the west wall i thought that was so cool it was great Um, the one doubt i had was when alex hackle went first and it looked like he landed in some absolute like wind crust (laughs) yeah it was like barely a bomb hole um but then like more and more people started i think that was just like one weird line of snow and everything else was soft so yeah 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 i felt all right in there it's did you feel weird about the call to go yesterday? Like the night before? I didn't. I know a lot of people did. I yeah. didn't because I'm going to talk a little shit right now. But um, so on like simple jack weather is what I call it on like yeah. the emoji weather. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. said sun. But if you actually looked at like the data plot, yeah. it was the same exact. It was like 50% clouds, 50%. Uh, sunny and the sun on Thursday wasn't going to come until like 3 p.m. Got it. So like, I don't know. I think you can't really trust the emoji weather. You got to like dive into it. Yeah. No, for sure. And the winds freak me out. The winds in Corpus, that's fucked us before. Like it's a north wind that just gets all the snow out of there. Right. So I was worried about that. It just blows everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough because we were sitting. It's funny. They invited media to the athlete meeting. Yeah. And then at 2.30, as soon as like a few people started responding to that group message you guys were all in and were like, what the fuck? Without talking to anybody, you're going to call to go tomorrow? Yeah. They were like, don't come. Like no more, you got yeah, media no is media. no longer invited. Yeah, which yeah. was the right call. Like, which I get that. Like, it is nice to feel involved in the call and at least to, like, yeah, not feel like you're being told what to do, especially when it's so psycho. But it's yeah. like I think it was the right. Call. I never felt weird, but I knew like from the beginning when I was looking at the weather, I was like, it's either going to be Tuesday or Thursday, yeah. and they always try to run it earlier if they can because you can always postpone it. Yeah, yeah, I. And again, like, I think in the moment, everybody has emotions about it. Everybody's anxious. Everybody's, like, thinking about what the event's going to be like. And mm-hmm. it's it's a big deal. But mm-hmm. at no point was anybody from Jackson going to put anybody at risk. You know what I mean? Like they, Yeah. And, and yeah. you heard it, like, at 9 o'clock or whatever on the lip. She's like, if you guys don't want to go. Right. This doesn't feel right. Let's not go. Right. You know? So, but like, there's always that out. Went blue. And then yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Like, it actually, like, <laughs> Hackle was telling me yesterday. He's like, dude, imagine sitting at the bottom yesterday yeah. and we didn't run the event yeah you'd being be like, so pissed yeah fuck like yeah. this is <laughs> this didn't go off and who knows maybe thursday will be even better but whatever i think whatever. it's you got you if you have an opportunity you have to do it it was a great day and the light yeah. was good like yeah. it, there was really no no major issues snow is like it was obviously questionable right when you saw jake throw a double right away like second yeah how did you feel like about what like were you watching him to see how his yeah went down that made me feel better 100 percent because yeah. he landed and you couldn't even hear his landing it was so soft yeah no he crashed yeah but um no that was cool and jake and parkin were helping me with my lip yeah and just like helping me get to the speed and, and getting the lip right and everything so that was cool of them too yeah for sure yeah, it's funny how that goes. Like, Parkin ended up landing in Jake's bomb hole. And, oh, my like, God, exactly in Jake's yeah. bomb hole. That's hilarious because they're, like, best friends and always together. And they're yeah. just, like, landing each other's bomb holes. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it is kind of cute. They're <laughs> both at the bottom, like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. Like, both kind of fucked up. And it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, how did the, how did the run feel for you? I mean, run one, a little loose. Yeah, run, run two, was... to the feet. Like, yeah. how did, I guess, 
my question is like, how is your head going into it for run two? You know, because run one is like it's that's yeah. all the that's all the adrenaline dump almost, right? Is like you yeah. get it, you're in. Right, and usually I try to like my mindset is like just nail run one and then you can chill run two. But obviously yeah. I did not do that. Um, and run one was like a pretty big impact. It like really shook me for a bit. Yeah. So I kind of didn't want to try it again. But then I got to the bottom and all my friends who had been practicing with me the day before were like, you got to do it. Like you're so close, et cetera. And I saw the video and I wasn't that, even though I caught my tips, I like wasn't that far off. Yeah. So I almost felt better going in run two because now I like, I know for sure the speed I know yeah. for sure what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Over rotate or under rotate? Like, what would you rather be doing? Oh, is that even a question? <laughs> Over. 100%. I don't know, dude. Something <laughs> like I looked at whose photo was it? X took a photo of Amy yesterday and her back slap when she went in that first run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, I'm just looking at it and like, dude, if she just keeps sliding like that, like, yeah. you're just fucking, like, that's terrifying too. Yeah. Obviously, tipped <laughs> out is like not ideal. I but. will say from experience, since I did both into Corbett's yesterday, definitely <laughs> over-rotate, 100%. Over-rotate's the move. Yeah. All right, if you hate sticky skins like I hate sticky skins, Pomoka is the solution to your problems. I... Honestly, since 2017, I haven't used a single other brand of skin other than Pomoka. The Pomoka stuff is lightweight, it's durable, and honestly, I'm terrible at taking care of my skins and taking care of my equipment, and I treat these things like garbage, and they still love me, and they still work well, and I've always been super, super impressed at the resiliency of these things. Um, I have been using... The pink ones, uh, the green ones are also great as well, but I, I think for most people, depending on the style of ski that you're looking for, there is a really good price point skin that you can buy. Um, the Ready to Climb is is lightweight, it's super durable, it's super resilient, um, and that would be one that I, I would recommend, especially if you're just looking for a pair of skins to get you through the spring, you're looking for something that you can beat up every once in a while when you go touring. I know that's a lot of people out there. Ready to climb would be a great option for you. Um, so yeah, I would say if you have skin advice in general that you're looking for, if you have skin care advice that you're looking for, um, hit us up. I think that's like the easiest way to do it. This is usually the way that we do things around here is like if you're looking for specific gear, <clears throat> losing my voice, been in Austria for too long. Um, if you're looking for specific gear advice, hit us up, adam at outofpodcast.com and I will happily guide you towards the correct skin, whether it is the Ready to Climb or the Free Pro, um, the Climb 2.0, any of these skins, and uh, and we'll get you all hooked up. In the meantime, you can check out Pomoka at Pomoka.com and at Pomoka on Instagram. Sierra Nevada is the sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast, and let me tell you, uh, the best non-alcoholic product... <clears throat> Sierra Nevada is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast, and let me tell you, the best non-alcoholic product that you could buy comes from Sierra Nevada in the form of Hop Splash. This stuff is light, it's easy to drink, still has some of that beery aroma to it, so if you're craving that and you're sitting at a, a party with all your friends and you want to drink something, or you're sitting at the Apre, or you're sitting around at the tailgate and you want to be able to drink something that you can actually comfortably drive home with, Hop Splash is the way to go. There, it's completely alcohol-free, zero calories. The thing is like, I don't know how they made it, but it actually tastes really, really good. It's got that seltzery kind of bite to it, um, 
with a little bit of that background hoppy taste and smell. Uh, and I'm, I'm super impressed at how good this stuff is. And uh, I've been downing these things like they're curing me of all of my ailments. Uh, so check out more. Go to SierraNevada.com and you can check out everything Sierra Nevada has to offer, including all of the wonderful alcoholic products they make as well. Must be 21 years of age or older to consume all of those. Back to the episode. Um, what's the feeling like when you get to the bottom and then like even even after getting to the bottom and you're like looking at your phone later and just looking at all the fucking notifications of everybody tagging you in a million different things? Like, what does that feel like? It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool because like I know I didn't land it and it's like people could be talking shit, whatever. But it's cool that people are stoked to see you trying either way. I don't think it. I don't think it's about landing it or not landing it. It's like having the gall to just go and do it and do it twice. Right. And like you put it to feet the second time. Ski stay right. on. Like there's yeah. something to be said for that. It's funny. Like I was talking to someone earlier today about like what, why it's so different in this comp because mm-hmm. like hardly anybody had a fully clean run. Right. Without backslapping yeah. or without doing something shitty. It's like even like Carl's run was like, he like slid on his back for right, right, you know twenty percent of the run. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay. But like in a comp, in a regular comp, that wouldn't be like that wouldn't even score. But in this, right. you're like, that's fire. Right, because that's the whole point of this comp is for progression. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're not like qualifying for the Olympics with this thing. We're just having some fun and progressing the sport. Yeah. Are are there other women that you would want to see in a competition like this that you look at and you're like, they would do really well in this thing? You know, I've been thinking, cause it's hard to know what type of skiers will do well. We almost had Maddie Maestro come yeah. this year. I was really excited to see her cause she does dubs in the half pipe yeah, yeah, yeah. so much, but it's hard to know if the half pipe would translate. Yeah. But I think that's really cool. Cause like Colby Stevenson, X games gold medalist, like crushed it. You yeah. know, I think getting more of that caliber of athlete to come out here, um, yeah. would be cool. And even Hackle. I thought Hackle, Hackle was going to yeah. like, I don't know what I thought Hackle was going to do. I didn't expect him to do particularly well, but he crushed his second run. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think there's there's a certain skill set that applies. And for him, he was like, this is a totally new audience for me like right. to go out and apply this. He's like, when I was at X Games for a week, I got 100 new followers on Instagram. Really? Yesterday during the event, I got 500. Right. So it's like, yeah, he's just people that aren't necessarily familiar with who he is and what he does. So totally there's a new, I don't know, there's like a totally new audience from the kind of reach now. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what about for you? Is there other competitions that you think that you're like, okay, I want to do more of this or do you want to go more into film stuff? I want to continue more with film stuff. Um, I think one day I would love to like maybe get a wild card into the FWT, but I did the four star FWQs a while ago and obviously didn't qualify for the FWT. So I don't know, but I think I am a better skier now, but um, yeah, no, I've been liking the film stuff. I'm actually working on like my own little YouTube project and producing it and stuff, which has been cool. And it's, it's just so nice to just be out there with your friends, you know? And it's like, less pressure you're just pushing yourself you're having a good time right yeah yeah i think that like doing your own thing Mm -hmm. right now is is where it's at Mm -hmm. like i I think that's especially because of the value it brings you Mm -hmm. right and your name and your brand i think there's something to be said and obviously like doing a big project with tgr or whatever is like it's a big deal Mm -hmm. but having your own stuff is like honestly equally as important if not more important at this point 
Yeah, sweet. Thanks. I'm stoked to do it. And like it on yeah. TGR was a really fun experience. I'm glad I did it. I think it's yeah. good to like make you seem more professional yeah. and kind of like put it on your resume. But um it's also like really hard and intimidating and you're with these people that like you just met and they're like, you know, you're skiing the scariest thing you've ever done in your life yeah. and like I don't know. If you can create your own little crew where with people that you trust and that you like ski with every day it's yeah. just like a lot more comfortable and i think like i'm skiing a lot better just from like mentally being like more comfortable just being more relaxed yeah yeah i, I was that was my next question i guess was like if it is it better or worse for progression you know because you're, you don't have that like scared energy like when you're being pushed by like this big film crew or whatever yeah i think it's better because i think i don't think you're getting a lot of that pressure from the film crew like we all are just like, that's who we are. We're just like going to push ourselves. You know, that's why we moved to Jackson. That's why we tr we're trying to be first right. So like, you don't have to like ex push people to push themselves. You know, they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think the more like little crews that pop up that are doing their own thing, the more progression we're going to see. Yeah. No, I like that. I, like I said, I think it's actually more valuable for, for people now because that's how people are consuming content. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And it's really funny because, I'm saying this, but also was like super butthurt about the Warren Miller thing. Yeah. And that's like, and I wanted to get your opinion on this too. It's like, they're going to put out basically recycled content mm -hmm. in the fall. And I don't know how to feel about it. And and I always have a hard time with this, right? Because I know people that work it outside. And a lot of the people that work there are really nice people. Mm -hmm. So you can't just be like, fuck outside. Like, yeah. Because you can't do that without personally attacking someone that's working. Because it's not like they're not going to let it roll off their back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, even yesterday, like I posted Piper's boot being broken and her holding it together with fucking volet straps yeah. and like the Technica people were all bent out of shape. And I'm oh, like, really? Dude, she tried to get new boots. This is her third, like her third boot this season. That's not my problem. And it's not like I was like, right. Technica boots suck ass because they don't. They're you should have gotten her new boots. Exactly. Yeah. Like this is not like a random, per and even if it was, like take care of the fucking word. Like if they're breaking three in here, that's a lot. Yeah. So, but any anyway, does that, like, how do you feel about it? Like, how do you Warren feel Miller about thing? Warren Miller and like what's going on there? It's a tough it's a situation. Bummer. It's a total bummer. It sucks. Well, it sucks because like we all love Warren Miller. Like we all have such good memories with it. Yeah. And then it's just like kind of just a cash grab, you know, and it's like, right. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I'm having a hard time with it. I'm having a hard time. We were going to, like, put out an article and all this stuff about, like, and have somebody else write it and, like, talk about, like, what's actually going on. And then I was like, I don't want to just be, like, a harp on outside and right. WME and all these people. Like, because there's a lot of people that work really hard at that stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people that didn't want that to happen. But it's like, you guys just spent millions of dollars on fucking outside I.O. And now we don't have money to make a film next year? Yeah. I don't... That's the thing is whenever these things get dropped, I'm like, I just don't understand where the budget's going. And like, I've never been on the finance side of this, but a lot of times I just feel like I'm like, someone show me the books. Like I want to see what's going on, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't get it, but it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. And it's like, if you were looking for different, like there was opportunity, like if, if the argument is, it's not that relevant anymore, right? If that's the argument that you're making as WME or whatever, and people aren't watching the same way and uh, yeah, there was an opportunity to change it. Right, like in exactly. the way that it's getting put out. Right? Yeah. Like there's everybody's I mean, doing Matchstick new creative is shit. Doing all the time. That. Do, yeah. They're doing stomp or sacred grounds. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's a way to adapt. Totally. 
there 100% is. There's plenty of plenty of people that are out there doing stuff. And even if it's like level one is... Uh, yeah, level one. Like they're doing... Yeah, they stopped doing any Solomon films, is doing, doing like the mini films kind of thing. They're great. Yeah. Highly produced. People care about it. And it's yeah. like worst case scenario, like you are a production company. Why wouldn't you just be like... Like, look at the fucking 50 Project. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you yeah. could do something like that and make it into a like into a film out in the fall and it'd actually be worth people's time and money. Yeah. Like, do I want to see that project? Like, you know, visiting old ski towns and, like, going through that. Fo- sure. Right. Do I want it to go on tour? Yeah. Maybe not. I want to watch no, it at home like, on YouTube. For what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? And that's... There's, like... That's what happens when <sighs> these companies just don't adapt. It's, like, you have to... And it sucks, like, uh, social media, everything's changing all the time, but, like, you have to adapt. You just, like, have to figure out what's popular and just go with it. Yeah, I... And there's a way to do it right. Like, I don't mean, like, you have to fall into the trends and, like, whatever. No. But, like, just make something that your consumers are actually going to consume. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I will say, it's really hard right now to tell who's going to like what and what's going to work. And I'm yeah. sure you know this, too. It's like, yeah. it's... You never know. It's like you put all this work into something that you're really proud of and then it bombs. Yeah. And you're like, here's this picture of my foot and it kills. And yeah. you're like, yes. okay. It is weird out there right now. It's weird, but like, I feel like there's people who are professionals out there and like these brands have money. Like, why, why are we still like, I thought TGR this year did a great job. Like I thought yeah. the whole, I thought the movie was great. Thanks. You know? yeah. Like it's like it, everybody crushed it from me. And they do like the behind the line stuff. Like exactly. they're yeah. And when they put out the individual athlete segments and mm-hmm. like all that, like it takes the film mm-hmm. and it creates value long term. Totally. And honestly, their HBO series was like oh, yeah. really sick. Yeah. Like they're it's diversifying so and they're crushing it. They're doing a great job. Yeah. There's there's a lot of notes that other production companies can take, but it, it's hard. It's a hard place to be. Shit costs a lot of fucking money. It does. And I don't know what's worth it. What's not. It's like even Gaffney left MSP and it's like, Oh my God. Hearing about like how he wasn't supporting himself and he's like the best in the game. Yeah. It's like, how is that happening? Like he's legendary. Like yeah. you need to keep that guy on your team. You need to keep him happy. <clears throat> I don't understand how he could like, <laughs> I don't understand how they let it go. Yeah, I don't either. Like, you don't let a guy like that go. No. Well, apparently. Apparently like, you do. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. Like, what the fuck? Whatever. He's amazing. He's the best. Yeah. Like, he's like, and he's just, he's so positive. He's like, he's got the right energy and he's a genius. Yeah. And like, this is what we're doing. So it's, uh, it's bizarre. There's a lot of shit in outdoor, and I don't like, I don't know. This isn't all negative. There's tons of shit that's really good right now. And there's so many individuals that are being like pushed to the top right now mm-hmm. because of their own individual projects. And because they're like, they're doing something that people really care about mm-hmm. and their audience is connecting with them personally. But like, there's so much of this shit that like, it feels like everybody's in a frenzy all the time. Yeah. And producing yourself is a lot of work too. And it's like, for sure. I'm sure these brands are just getting like hit up by a million people trying to produce. Now it's like all on, the in, yeah. Yeah, all on the individual basis, like this, that, and yeah. the other thing, and then that, like we we're talking about at the beginning, like pulls out of like budget pool, I guess again. So right, it's, I don't know. There's pluses and minuses to to kind of the whole thing, but I I hope something gets figured out with War Miller. I hope there's something positive that comes out of it because it like it's what we all grew up on. I know it's like everybody's first entry yeah. to film skiing. I know. And after like Powder Magazine died, it's like They're back. Are they really? In secret. Yeah. Oh. I like a little birdie told me they were trying to organize a ski test for this spring. That's awesome. I don't know. I still don't know like real details. Okay. Like and I don't know like I'm sure like 
people are going to be shit for even saying they're back back because I don't think they're back back. <laughs> uh-huh. But there's something happening. That's wrong nice. because they were trying to book a, a ski test this year. Nice. I mean, they got bought by whoever, and like yeah. it's there. There's something there that's going to happen, and I hope it does. And I hope if it comes back, it comes back correct. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. They're mm-hmm. so good at what they do. Yeah. Well, like, I just mean like the team. Like I hope that oh, they're yeah, still yeah. the same team, still the same energy, still the same thing that it yeah. was. Yeah. Because that never deserved to die. Like it wasn't yeah. a product that was bad. No. It was, it was just bad management of the product in theory. Or yeah, bad man- like bad overarching management of the yeah. product, you know. And print media, tough industry. Yeah, I mean, that shit's fucked too. But yeah. it's it's hard. I think they just got to do it well. It's like some of these, like you look at one magazine in particular. That's like they're fifty percent ads. Yeah. And you're like, what am I? I don't need a coffee book with ads. Right. Like it's not. Like I get it. Everybody's got to eat. You got to pay for stuff, but. There's got to be a disconnect there. Like There's ski shops, be a way. ski shops don't need 200 copies of magazine X right. for free that just collect dust. Yeah. Like there's a big cost that could be cut just doing that, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you about, uh, because it seems to be a bit of a trending topic right now. Uh, boa, no boa on your feet yesterday nope um are we why what are you a fan do you not like it do you not like the fit what's the story so okay i'll i haven't actually tried it yet okay but the reason i haven't tried it is because i um i'm already like the mind bender or the anthem boot is already a little bit wide for me and so i have to put an intuition there and like crank it down and the boa i thought it really doesn't go tighter than like you know it doesn't like it it just makes it like more a nice even compression but wider yeah but it doesn't go tighter than like the buckles would so it actually makes it wider so like i just didn't want to mess with that and i know i have issues with that already so yeah Yeah. and i think they're marketing it towards like a leisure skier kind of though they're only available on high-end boots yeah, I don't know. They haven't talked to me about it yet, so I don't know. K2, <laughs> K2 is, has the cheapest one. Like, it starts right. at 599 or whatever, but that's right. not cheap. Like, it's not yeah. an entry-level boot. But, but all I, the photos I've seen have been, like, people on groomers and stuff. Yeah, I haven't... I think... I don't like the placement for touring applications. Yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday. It's huge. It's big. It's hard to get over that. The release is nice, like, that there's that impact release. Right. Yeah. Have you tried it? Yeah, I've uh, I've skied it like a couple laps. Like it's not, and I've skied the K two one actually only. I've tried like the Fisher one on. I did not like the K two one. Okay. Um, like, and no offense to Tom because it actually works really well for some feet. Mm-hmm. And like, I like that it's accessible. I like the price point, and I like the commitment to how. Like, I mm-hmm. think if you're gonna go in, go in. Mm-hmm. But I didn't love the fit. But I, I I also don't really have a great foot for K two in general. Yeah, everybody's got their boot. So, like, for yeah. me, like, the Atomic one fit really well. The Fisher one, it's just, it's, like, basically a plug boot, which is my problem with it. Like, it's... Right. It's fucking stiff and it's aggressive, but the fit is so good. Like, Isn't and, it funny that all the brands did it at the same time? <laughs> they just had a deal and it was, like, ready to go. And it's, yeah. like, it's it's funny. Like, the Fisher one's cool because it has that zip fit liner stock. Oh, does it really? So, you can... Yeah, the okay. high-end one, but it's $1,000. You know, it's right. $1,000 with a zip fit and a boa and it's, like, mm-hmm. a 140 flex. So, like, it's dope, mm-hmm. but it's an all-mountain boot. There's, right. It's not been capable. So, there, 
there's definitely a plus and a minus, like the rap aspect of it. Like if you have a high instep is really nice. Mm-hmm. I definitely question it a little bit for people with smaller feet. Mm-hmm. Like, durability wise, like the cable's good. Like you couldn't cut that shit if you wanted to. Yeah. And even if it does, like snowboarders break their bows all the time and just relay some. Yeah, that shit's. Have you done that? That shit sucks no. ass. It's oh, okay. so it's so <laughs> annoying. It? Oh yeah, people bring them into the ski shop every once in a while. Like not every once in a while, all the time. And I'm like, get fucked. You're like, like no, you do it. <laughs> no, no chance. There's a guide on the website. You can do it. Yeah. It's annoying as shit. <laughs> so, and with a bigger cable, it'll be even more like a higher strung, bigger cable. I bet yeah. it'll be even more annoying to replace. But I I don't see it breaking a ton. I don't see that being the main issue. I see it just being an issue of like where it tightens, if it tightens for the right foot. I do think for a certain yeah. consumer, like the way that Hawks fits for me or mm-hmm. the way that Fisher fits for me is great. Like it actually is the best fitting forefoot it's I've nice, ever had. Yeah. Smooth, like compression. It's dialed. It's yeah. dialed. Cause I'm like on my touring boot, I'm crushing the bottom two buckles to get the right. Like, That's and like, then my I foot's hate. numb. Like, and then I'm yeah. like, this fucking sucks. No, I like the idea of it because I do hate crushing those buckles. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. Mm, maybe, yeah. Mm. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see if it takes off. Everybody's like... a test on me next season. Really. I know. Like, that's I know. the thing. Is like it, but that's why I'm like a little annoyed that it's like out already. Yeah. Like we could have waited a year, you know, and put it on just a whole bunch of people's feet, like right, and just like teased it for another. But like you can buy the K two one right now. Yeah. It's available. You can order it on Evo and just get it to your door tomorrow. And I feel like that's a little early. <laughs> like, yeah, at least let everybody out. else beat the shit out of it this spring and go, like, let's pause. Right. Before we go that deep into it. So That happens all the time, though. Like, with the shifts, I feel like the first oh, generation, yeah. now they've got it figured out. But it's like, I mm. always try to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what binding are you skiing on? Not the shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. Yeah, that's first that's, gen. Anything though, is, for sure. You yeah. need mass like the masses to test it and break it and find issues with it. Yeah. But there's definitely stuff. I mean, but that shift was tested for like seven years before it oh, came really? out, or something like that. Like a ton, like so long. Hmm. And it still came out like. <laughs> Yeah. Not the best. But like there's a there's a huge value to it. When it does I was like always like, oh, it's a setup issue. People set them up wrong, which they do all the time. Yeah. The forward pressure is weird. Weird and it's dumb and the toe height is dumb. The toe height. Like then I blew one up on a groomer last year and I'm like, Nope. (laughs) Like I'm done. Like I I can't do it anymore. It just scares the shit out of me. But for a lot of people What do you ski on then? Uh I'm on an ATK for like my for the bigger skis that I'll tour mm-hmm. on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cast is great too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think those situations are great. Like if I'm pulling out a 108, like chances are I'm looking for softer snow and like right, right, right. I'll be touring on that ski enough. Um, I hate that Duke. I hate the Duke too. That's like the worst. That's it the is. worst one. It's I'm honestly funky. like I'm pretty married to my kingpins. I think it's I've never bad. had an it's issue really with them. really not bad. And they're not that heavy. Like I'm not, I do have an ATK for like lighter missions if i'm just like yeah. cruising but i don't know i like the kingpins that free rider is really great like yeah. the like beefier one yeah it's it's funny i was talking to mckenna a few weeks ago and she was like it's the best like i don't know you have to tell me like if it's the if it's actually the best or if i just feel like it's the best but she's like it's the best money i've ever skied nice so i think there's they're doing cool shit it's just expensive they're hard to get yeah they are hard to get they, they sell like, out answer. all the time yeah, and they don't like they're not going to give you one like, yeah unless you get lucky or whatever and yeah like, it's just it, it's hard um 
But yeah, bindings are a tough. I can't believe Hackle was skiing Dukes yesterday. I know, I saw that. Strapping in on Dukes. And I'm like, with a boa boot, by the way. Did he? Yeah, he's got the atomic one on his foot. (laughs) I did not see that. I got to ask him about that. He's a psycho. He's like the dude. He's just guinea pigging all the gear into Corbett. He's the nicest guy on earth. Like, he's so (laughs) funny. But like, yeah, guinea pigging everything. Like, oh yeah, well, these were, and on like 117,000 powder skis that have like a flex rating of one. Have you flexed those things? Um, yeah, I've, I've messed with Pipers. She showed me photos and videos. That photo? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. They're so fun, but like, I skied them last year. They're a blast. Yeah. And for the right conditions, the they're right a conditions. blast. But if you're like going fast and you're like... <laughs> Which in Corpus you generally are. We were talking about it before her run. And I was, yeah. so we were like, what skis do we ski? Also, like her gear situation yesterday or... Monday night was so fucked. It's oh my like, god, we, dude! Like, I gotta talk to her. I gotta be like, you gotta get. Here. <laughs> She'll be here next. Like yeah. it's like I'm, dude. I can't. X and I were like coaching her in the lobby about like, dude, go get a boot. I brought her a boot, but she didn't like get it fit in time. Like she couldn't get it fit in time. Uh-huh. Like I bought her. I brought her a Ranger, mm-hmm. and it just like was too tight for her to ski like into Corbett's and just smash it to bitch. But so she's like, do I lose a toe, or do I just? ski broken bindings or ski broken boots and it's like uh, and she brought both skis up to the top and i like, saw I that like, oh my god poor girl gear is tough though like <sighs> we're the level that like she's skiing at she's just constantly breaking stuff you yeah. know and it's like then you have to constantly be asking your sponsors for new stuff it's yeah. hard for sure but it's, yeah. uh, and especially if you don't have a boot sponsor yeah true. If you're just and there's so many women right now that don't have a boot sponsor mm-hmm. it's because nothing ever fits yeah it's hard. I don't know. Like, I don't, there's not really a great situation for anybody with smaller feet right now that needs a performance boot. I know. It's a well-known. I finally got in with, like, the K2, like, um, research guys that are. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they can help me figure out my boot situation. What size? Are you 22? I'm 23.5, but yeah. I think I might try to downsize. Yeah. Stuff is getting bigger. It is, right? And those liners, the K2 liners, like it's like very airy. I so like intuition. the intuition, like yeah. a little better, but the toe height or the toe box. The toe that, box is huge. That's what like, really bugs me. Yeah. I can like curl my toes all the way back even when I like crank the buckles down. We like for that first rendition of like Recon Anthem, I was out in Hood like the two years before it launched or whatever to do like the whatever testing and like blind test for all the shit. And, yeah. Like, it's funny that they still ran with that square toe box because all of us had the same complaint. It's like as we're turning, we feel like we're gripping. You know, everybody that wears the mind-bender boots tells me that. But and I'll I... tell you what, like in the shop, uh-huh. it's the nicest thing ever. Because nobody's complaining about Dude, it. Dude, everybody's hyped about like the way their toe feels and yeah. they can still ski in Until and they still they... get some performance. Well, I mean, but yeah. the thing is, is most people aren't good skiers. Right. It's like, yeah. They're not pressuring a boot. Yeah. They just want to be They're just leaning back. They're just boot. standing up straight. Yeah. And they're like, they want a boot that's good enough and they want mm-hmm. to be able to ski. And I don't that's think fair. they notice but it. But then so make like, two different types of boots. The performance ones should have a different shell. Yeah. Like they should have a different mold in that toe. Because it actually, it does bother me. I like the way that boot actually skis a lot. Mm-hmm, but that mm-hmm. it, that's the one, my, my only issue with I agree. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. 100%. It's a weird, mm-hmm. it's a weird fit. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of positives and like that team right now is really really good they are and they're really like yeah trying even though yeah 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 tom tom's super smart tom's awesome like he's the shit so like there's no no quarrel with that it's just like he's in he's also inherited this design 
Right. Like, it's not like he's gotten to redo yeah. the whole boot. It's like, you know, I had Christoph from Fisher on a few weeks ago and like he was saying the same kind of thing. He's like, all the boots that we've been talking about beforehand are like, I inherited them and made adaptations to them. Yeah. This new one, he's like, is my baby. So like <laughs> now you get to come to me and complain, but like everything else is like, that's fair. What are you going to do? So. Um, ski wise, you're happy though. Like that's the, I love the mind benders. Yeah. It, it's really good. And it's only gotten better. I feel like. Yeah. That's all I ski is yeah. those one fifteens. It's, it's been excellent. So mm-hmm. it's about as good a timing as you could have done. So for you X, <laughs> um, that's basically it. Where, where can people find you on social? Where can people find you on the internets? Where can people find clips of you? Okay. I, can I plug my project really quick? Yeah. When okay. is it coming out? It's coming out in a couple of weeks. You made it sound like it was coming out in like the fucking fall. That's why I didn't bring it. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's going to be like, like real time. It's coming out like next week or the week after, depending yeah. on editing. Okay. Um, so it's a YouTube series where I go around and like interview fellow pro skiers. We talk about like something they're awesome at. And then we go and ski together and they help me like with whatever I'm working on. So episode one's with Jim Ryan. He's Sick. obviously like so sick at mountaineering stuff and like um, exposure and all that. And that's something I struggle with. So yeah. We talk about how he like deals with fear. We, yeah. He has this psycho morning routine. He jumps in the creek every morning. Yeah. So we do that with him. Um, we do his sauna that he keeps at 200 degrees. And then we like go out and ski three like real deal D- Jackson lines that make me like really nervous to stand on top of. And he like helps me figure out like, yeah, I don't know, mental stuff. And then we ski it and it's rad. Yeah. And it's coming out on my YouTube channel. So subscribe to my YouTube <laughs> channel. Smash that button. <laughs> It's Veronica Paulson on YouTube. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And obviously, like, people will be able to find it through Instagram and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll and, be like, blasting it everywhere when it comes out. Yeah, Episode we'll two, just to give you a little teaser, we're going to talk to Rainey Barkered at yeah. Taking Horse FWT. Hell yeah. Yeah. That dude's so cool. He's so cool. He's so... <laughs> 15 years He's on the tour. He's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> He's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, what a also, power couple. His, yeah, so his wife, Jackie Peso, used to coach me when I was Grom. Really? On the freestyle team. Yeah. Dang, yeah. how's Jackie as a coach? Um, so badass. Like I just <laughs> thought I was like I couldn't even say anything to her because I was like yeah. s- thought she was the coolest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's rad. I'm like I'm a huge Jackie Peso stan. It's, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, cool. All Sweet. right, well, we'll plug that. I'll put it out for sure. Sick. And, uh, yeah, congrats on another successful comp run here at Corbett number five. Number five. Done in the bag. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks.